Principal Matters Podcast, episode 348. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the school leaders podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I'm joined again by my co-host, Jen Schwanke, author, education leader from Dublin City Schools in Dublin, Ohio. Jen, this this episode's going to come out at the beginning of June. And so I'm going to just pretend that you and I are in a time capsule and because we're re- actually recording this in May. So let's pretend that we're past whatever was going on and we have wake, we've awakened in June. And for some people, they're still in the middle of school, but for others, I know they're, they're actually stepping out of school. In my work, we're getting ready to do a final conference here in Oklahoma. By the time this recording comes out, I will have just come back from an event in Palo Alto, California, doing that. And you're getting ready to step into some summer work. So I'm, I'm just want to take a moment. I want you to just give us some um, reports on what's Jen going to be up to this summer, uh, in addition to everything else you're doing there at your own district. Yeah, summer is is one of my favorite times because it gives us the opportunity to um, learn together as school administrators. We actually go back to April, uh, March, April, even sometimes February, and we ask principals, what do you need to know? What is it that you haven't had this year? And then we develop a PD calendar and all um, departments jump in on this and they you know may provide a fiscal training they pr- may provide a legal update for special education they may provide um, training on diversifying our staff and so on and so um, you know these are all optional because principals come and go throughout the summer in, in my district but um, it's it's so nice to just have a different pace and to be able to absorb information um, you know, without the pressures of what might be happening back at the building. So that's June for us. Exciting. And that's such a great introduction to today's topic, because I want to talk about the importance of staying on the path, or I could have titled this the dangers of leaving the path. Because you have a story Um, for us, right? I I do. You know, I'm a storyteller. (laughs) I want to start with a story of something that happened to me uh, a few weeks back. And of course, by the time of this recording, a few months back, but and I just want to set the stage for principal managers listeners. So recently I was visiting a school in Southwestern Oklahoma and I was staying the night near um, what's called the Wichita mountain national refuge. And this is just a beautiful place. It's um, it is a um, an area with Buffalo and longhorns and elk and these beautiful um, Wichita mountains, which aren't very tall mountains, but for Oklahoma, these are just wonderful areas to go in the spring, especially. And so I had driven down early enough that I got there about 530 in the evening, a couple hours before sunset. And so Jen, I had changed my clothes because I was going to stay the night and visit the school the next morning. So I thought I'm just going to enjoy the evening and do a just a great hike through through this area. So I um, I looked at where I wanted to go on the trail and I set a timer to go about 45 minutes in and then I would turn around and come back and beat the sunset. Well, I am having a blast on this trail. It's just gorgeous. Um, all the little spring flowers are coming up and the sun's just like, you know, just just covering the area. And in, in the, in the, these are very, um, these, these are hills that are just full of huge boulders and, and just, they're just, it's just, just a beautiful red rock mountain area. And so I'm going along and I get to the place in the trail where I should turn around. 
And I see this hilltop though in front of me. I'm like, you know, I, I know I can get to the top of that in like five minutes. And so I thought, you know, and then, and then I, I, and I know I can get back down in time. So, so I, so I get off, so I get off the trail and I start up this little incline and I get to the top and I'm like, oh, so beautiful up here. And I'm looking around and I'm checking my watch and I'm like, but look, there's another hilltop right there. I mean, it's not that far. If I could get there, I could get like a summit, you know, and of course, what's every hiker's dream when you see a hill in front of you, you want to summit it. So I start navigating to this next hill and this one is not quite as easy as the other ones. So I'm having to like crisscross and find some other ways up and do a little bit of rock, you know, face climbing, but not, not dangerous rock climbing, but just, just getting my way up. And, but I get to the point where I can see the summit and I can't reach it. I mean, I'm like not physically able to get to that place because of the way the rocks are. And I'm, and I certainly am not going to put my life at risk. And so I'm just standing there so frustrated because I'm like, man, I'm so close to the top. And of course I'm watching the sun and I, and I, and all these narratives are going through my mind of, of how foolish I am being at this moment. But then I decide, okay, I'm going to go ahead and turn around, go back down, find the trail and I'll head home. And this is the part of the story that I'm the least proud of because at this point I'm trying to scramble back down and I, I realize I'm not in the same places that I was when I came up and I trickles of panic, right? Uh-huh. 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 And Just so when I finally do, like, so, so I, I, yeah, so I'm cutting through some wooded areas and I, I finally get down to the level where I pretty sure I started and Jen, I can't find the trail. I can't, I, I am not anywhere close to where I was earlier. So I, at this point, um, you know, think about calling my wife and admitting that I've just <laughs> got myself trapped in the wilderness, but I decide I'm going to try the best I can to get out of here. So I began scrambling and I find a ravine that's kind of heading down a kind of a natural waterway. And so I just follow it and follow it and follow it. Cause I at least know I parked down and I've got to get down at some point. So to make a very long story um, shorter, uh, by the time I reach the bottom of this area and I find a road, uh, it is dusk, dark is coming on. I'm an absolute disaster. I, I've got scratched arms and legs. I, I had to stop and pull a cactus needle out of one of my shoes. I've run out of water because I had a bag of my backpack with my water bladder. I am, and so I, I make it to the road and I open my phone because I can track where my car is because my iPhone always pings where I parked my car. I'm a mile and a half from uh. my car. And so I start jogging in the night now, knowing there's buffalo and elk and all these other crazy things out there down this road, heading back to where my car was. So I tell that story because no, you tell that story because this is what you should not do listeners. This is <laughs> exactly, exactly. 101. And you are an experienced. Okay. I'm going to let you complete your sentence. Yeah. So, so Jen hasn't heard the story yet, listeners. So she's having the same reaction that my family did, which is <laughs> I was in major trouble. So when yeah. I finally got home and I tried to not exactly tell the entire story of what happened, but then one of my daughters looked on her phone where they can kind of track places I've been. And she's like, dad, I can see how long you were out there. And when you got back to the car, I mean, I was in major trouble. Yeah. And so, um, so yes, I, <laughs> 
So yes. I did everything that I've taught my children not to do, which is I went over the time that I'd set for myself. I left the trail that I'd set for myself. I, um, I reached for goals that were unrealistic and allowed myself to run out of my resources and all those things because of whatever the adrenaline I had or whatever the thing that I thought I could reach. Um, but, and put myself and not just myself, but you know, I'm a part of a family. I've put those I love in danger too. And so Jen, I wanted to start with that story because um, I think a lot of times when we are not just educators, but also education leaders, sometimes we have to take a step back and ask ourselves, am I still on the path that I want to be on in my leadership? And what are the dangers that happen when I step off that path? And so there's just a few questions that I want to reflect on here as we're stepping some leaders into summer, some leaders finishing their year, but whatever you are listening to this, I just want to set on these questions with you, Jen, and for the sake of listeners, um, to ask you some questions to reflect on yourself. Are you still on the path that you need to be? Because there are dangers that happen on when you physically step off paths like the way I did, but there are also dangers that happen when you step off paths in leadership when you're leading others towards destination. So the first question that I want to reflect on is when is the last time you revisited the, the mission and the vision of your leadership or the mission and the vision of your school. And Jim, we talked about this in one of our recent episodes too, which is understanding your why, but let me just pause there and let you reflect because you may need to scold me for a little bit before you reflect too much. No, I was cracking up because I'm thinking like your wife probably was thinking like, what I send you out in the world. And this is, this behavior is what you bring back to me. <laughs> um, the other, the other thing I want to think about with that story you told is the impulsivity that that drove you because it was beautiful because the sun was setting because you had these this time to that was for you right but then you made some really boneheaded decisions and you're able to laugh about it now but it was this you know you were making decisions in the moment that didn't align with what you needed to do um but i can't fault you for it because you were seeking joy right this is something that you you loved and it was going to give you a sense of accomplishment so that doesn't mean that it was a bad idea because you did get you did get some important things out of it. But um, as I listened, I, I thought about the choice we have and the power we have to make decisions. And, you know, you've referenced this, you know, getting off the path and, and sometimes um, we're pulled off the path by behaviors of students, by behaviors or decisions of teachers, by our community and, and what's going on there. Sometimes we're pulled off the path of no fault nor um, mistakes or missteps of our own. And so I think we we need to delineate there between what we're in control of and what we aren't. And I know that you're going to talk a little more about that, but I thought- No, no, I, I completely agree. And um, and I'm not here to provide solutions in this conversation. I just want to provide some time for reflection. Right. So I think it's important that first question, you know, what is the mission and the vision that you have for the work that you're doing? And are you actually still on that path? Because some, especially for those that may be listening as you're wrapping up the school year, um, one of the one of the reminders I'm often giving principals, especially right now as school's wrapping up for some and for others, they'll be listening to this afterwards, but is how can you actually finish the school year with the same vision and focus you started it with? And that's not easy. And so Jen, I'll give you a quick example. I remember when I was a high school principal, 
one um, end of the school year, about a month before school was out, a group of seniors came to me and they're like, Mr. Parker, we have this idea in student council. We'd like to do a fundraiser to wrap up the year. There's this nonprofit we'd like to donate to. Can we set up some stuff at lunch? Can we sell t-shirts? Can we do all this? And in my head, I'm thinking, what are why in the world would you want to do this? This is the last month of school. We've got all these other things going on, all these other, but then I paused and I thought in my head, wow, these guys are actually wanting to end the year with as much momentum as we started. How about I say yes? And I did. And we, it was beautiful to watch them have so much energy and momentum and, and spark as we wrapped up the year. And it made the rest of us, it elevated the rest of us too, because they hadn't forgotten the mission in the vision. Right. I had, um, but they helped me get back on the path. Right. Right. And I love that you listened to that because I think it would have been so easy for you to say, no, it would have been so easy to say all those reasons why, no, I'm not, we, we're not doing this right now. We don't have the time, the energy. It, it doesn't, um, it doesn't fit into our plans. Right. But mm -hmm. this, it does fit into the plans. That's exactly what it fits into. So here's question two. Um, what are some practical steps if you know what your vision and mission are, whether that's personally or in leadership or for your school, what are some practical steps that you're currently taking toward those goals? Um, because um, good intentions aren't enough to accomplish goals. Right. I don't even know if I need to add anything to that. Gender. Yeah, I, I don't. I do think about goals though. And, and, um, and this is, you're going to ask us several questions. And this is the one that you, you think you specifically mentioned goals and we're all hardwired as um, principals to think about smart goals, you know, make sure they're measurable, make sure there's numbers, et cetera, et cetera. But in some ways um, practical steps um, don't need to involve numbers. And therefore sometimes our goals can be um, more broad goals. They can be like, you know, I want more engagement for my teachers or I want to improve my student sense of belonging or whatever. And we could talk about measurement data all day long, but what practical steps are you taking does not have to be, well, I'm getting an assessment to see if my students have a sense of belonging. I mean, what practical steps in terms of the layout of the facility, uh, in terms of who greets the kids when they walk into the school building every day, um, what opportunities there are there for engagement? So Though the the question you asked, I think, does not have to be a heavy lift with research and databases and spreadsheets in front of you. It can just be really what what you doing, what you doing on this, you know. Well, I agree, and, and I'm I'm thinking back to the analogy of my horrible hike, and I'm just <laughs> and I'm thinking back. What was my goal when I set out? It was to go to a certain distance at a certain time and then turn around and come back. And if I had kept that commitment, the end of my story would have still been a one of joy. I would have had a great time. I would have come home uninjured. I would right. have not risked the life and my life and limb or my family's security. Right. Um, and so I think sometimes in leadership, though, we we might see that next shiny thing and we may think, oh, that looks like so much fun, or let me just add this to my plate. But we're we're also creating um when we do that, we're also creating environments for others where they're no longer on the path. Right, right. So, so, so sometimes as leaders, we just need to take a step back and remind ourselves that the goals that we've set, even though we could go farther, it might be helpful for us to pause for a second and recognize what will me going further than the goals do to the rest of my team. Right, right. So, so I think that's just so important, um, Jen. And I've and I, I I've had some serious conversations 
with my family about that outing. And I'm just going to be really transparent that um, it, it's embarrassing. I have been banned from hiking without a family member present with me. Notice. <laughs> and so, so there's now, there's now a new boundary for Will, um, you know, moving forward because of, of, of how sometimes the shiny object can be something I want to chase. Hi, friends. I want to take a quick break here to ask you a question. Did you know that leaders learn better together? When we isolate ourselves from the input and insight of others, then we work within the limitations of our own ideas and experience. And that's why I'm so grateful that you're listening to this podcast right now. It's also why I want to keep you informed of upcoming episodes, as well as leadership academies, mastermind offerings, or executive coaching opportunities I'm making available to leaders like you. Go to williamdparker.com and check out the services link to learn more. Or visit my website and select the subscribe button to be on the weekly Principal Matters mailing list. Thank you so much for learning together. Now let's jump back into the rest of today's episode. Here's question three. How are you, how are you reflecting with others on the most important goals and outcomes that you've set to make sure that you're keeping central what's supposed to be central in your daily activities. And, and Jen, I don't know if you want to add to that, but sometimes I think we've, we set a lot of goals for ourselves when we start a school year out um, or even think of any season that we set, but we don't often go back and actually reflect on those goals with others and one of the practices that I've had personally is writing out my goals in my journal or in my the notebooks that I carry and then regularly looking at them so that I can remind myself, oh yeah, these are actually things I said I'm working on. Am I working on them? You know what I love about this um, reference to team? I'm, I'm remembering a meeting I had just this morning with my very smart friend, Lori, and she was talking about her team's goals. And somebody said, hey, well, what about this? And she paused and she said, I'm, I'm not sure that's what we're doing here. And she was thinking about it as she, as she was talking. And as her words kind of unfolded, I thought, oh, she's right. So she was able to reflect and say, and you know, with her team, realize that, hey, this is a really good idea, but it's not, that's not what we're talking about here. Maybe there's a different place for that. Maybe that's on Monday morning. We'll talk about that. But um, working together with others to bounce ideas around and then determine if it, hey, this isn't the place or time. That's pretty powerful. It is. And and then here's the last question I'm going to ask in, in this cycle of reflection is in what ways can you readjust if you realize you've gotten off the trail? Because sometimes uh, it's just helpful if you do an analysis or a reflection and realize, man, I've I've lost my focus or I've lost the meaning for why I'm here or, or I have completely abandoned these goals that we've said that we're going to be working on or we're outside the norms that we've set for ourselves in the meetings that I'm running, whatever it is. And the best thing that I found, Jen, in, in that is recognizing right then I've got to take whatever that next step is that's going to put me back as close to those goals as I can get. Right. Well, and um, I swear Will did not set me up for this, everyone, but let's take it back to the hike. He Will thought, okay, what do I know? I do know that following this water is a good move. I do know that I need to go down. That's the direction I need to go. And then when I reacclimate myself, I do know 
how to find my car. And I do know I'm going to need to jog to get there. So um, relying on what you know to be true, relying on the end goal. And, you know, you, you're going to have darkness. You're going to have to probably jog with your backpack and your empty water bottle. But um, reconnecting is always possible. I always say to people, nothing is irreversible. You can switch anything around. You know, if people will come to me and say, oh, you know, we're way too far down this road to change anything. And I'll say nothing is, is too far down the road. We can always fix something. So um, that's just something help, helpful to remember that you can readjust. You can dial things back. You can get back to your car. Um, just think about what you know to be true and get yourself there. Well, thanks, Jen. I, I want to wrap up. Um, I, I want to get real as we wrap up for just a minute um, because I've been in this journey of the Principal Matters podcast now for six or seven years. I've, I lose count, Jen. And at the time of this recording, I'm getting ready to step out um, full-time in, with Principal Matters as my full-time work. And you have been such an amazing partner in co-hosting together. But I've also been transparent with listeners over the years in the different seasons I've gone through in my life. Um, and one of those was recently the passing of my dad. And so if it's okay with you, I, I want to I wanna just go there for a second and connect this story to sometimes how hard it is to stay on the path. And I'm hesitating going here, but I want to do it anyway, because I think it might be helpful for others out there too. But um, you know, when my father passed, we have a tradition in our family at burials where we, um, after the last hymn is sung and the last prayer is said, we we actually take turns shoveling dirt onto the grave of people that we love. This has been a tradition that's been in our family for a long time. And so um, that is one of those moments that has stayed in my memory from um, the time that we buried my father. And when I came back from that dad's funeral, I just jumped straight back into work. You know, that's what we do. Yeah, um, right. And what I have discovered over the years of my life, when I'm in the most, the, the times of my highest stress and anxiety, and this is just will, um, I usually increase the amount of time I'm exercising and outside because mm -hmm. that's a huge stress relief for me. So I've been jogging and biking more than I probably have for months. Mm -hmm. And that hiking trip, in some ways was also kind of this outlet for me. You know, I'm going to get out here. Right. I'm going to just get out all this energy. I'm going to climb this hill. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do all these things, but it really wasn't until I had circled back and was home and talking to my wife about that whole trip when it kind of dawned on me that in some ways, when you're facing really difficult times, for me, I try to outrun the grief. Right. You know, right. and so, so, um, I, I wanted to go there too, because I think sometimes, especially in education and in education leadership, you manage some of the most difficult things that anyone else in your school manages, and you can so easily become emotionally rattled or hurt or wounded or traumatized, whatever the words you want to use. Jen, in our previous episode, you used the word despair. You can hit these moments where you just, where you're struggling. And right. in those moments, sometimes those are the moments where you'd leave the path and you don't even know it. Right. So I just wanted to wrap this up at the end by just saying, give yourself some grace to know this work is hard. And at the end of the day that you're human and that it's going to be within trusting relationships with others where you can find perspective and strength and focus. So getting off the path doesn't mean it's not a judgment on yourself, but, but I wanted to, bring that full circle today in this episode, just to encourage you, if you're stepping into summer or you're wrapping up your school year, 
give yourself permission to, to pause and to reflect on these things and to ask yourself those important questions that we asked earlier. When, when have you last revisited that vision for your mission for your work? What are some practical steps that you can take towards accomplishing goals for yourself? Who are you surrounding yourself with, with teammates to reflect on that together? And if you find you're off the path, what's just, what's a practical thing you can do to step back in the right direction today? And through all of it, give yourself the grace to know you're not alone. It's hard work, but that's why um, I say every single week, what you do matters. So Jen, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for a great story and a wonderful opportunity to apply that to um, how to get back on track. Well, Principal Matters listeners, I would love to stay connected with you. And if you want to reach out to Jen or me, you can find Jen at her website. Jen, how can they find you? JenChwonky.com. Or you can find me at WilliamDParker.com. We would love to hear from you and stay connected in your work. Or if you want keynotes or workshops or coaching or you just want to hang out on Zoom, just give us, reach out to us because man, Jen and I, we love to connect. We love so, to hang out on Zoom, don't we? We do. So until <laughs> next time, thanks for doing what matters. We'll talk to you soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com. Check out the services link on williamdparker.com to learn more about Leadership Academies, Mastermind Offerings, and Executive Coaching. If you're planning professional development for the year ahead, or you're looking for keynote presentations from any of my books, please email me at will at williamdparker.com. Thank you for learning together today, and thanks again for doing what matters.